Be Your Best You, the Passionate to Purpose podcast with David Delaney. Good morning and welcome to the podcast. This morning we talk to Dolores Andrew, who is a holistic life coach, author, podcaster, speaker and mother. She supports and guides women to transform from a fear and scarcity mindset to one that allows them to be brave and confident enough to embody who they really are without the limiting beliefs keeping them stuck, getting the same results time and time again. So Dolores coaches via one-on-one and group coaching sessions on ways to be overwhelmed, become motivated and to gain confidence. And she also has a podcast on Apple, Spotify and SoundCloud where she shares bite-sized chunks of empowerment and inspiration and also, Dolores is an Amazon best-selling author and the author of two children's fairy tales and she's in the process of finishing her first novel. So join me this morning as we talk to Dolores Andrew. Dolores, good morning. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? Great to be here. No worries, no worries on this uh, wonderful, wonderful day of gorgeous weather that we're having. Uh, I'm not sure. Where, where in the world are you this morning, Dolores? In Galway. Galway, in Galway. What's, what's the weather like in Galway this morning? It is pouring rain. Okay, okay. Pouring rain. <laughs> it's, it's the time of the year for it. Dolores, tell me a little bit about, um, about so you're, you're a coach, you're an author, you're a podcaster and a speaker and mother in, in no particular order. Tell me a little bit about what you do in your own words. Um. It- my the biggest thing I do right now um I've changed I've used that word that everybody seems to be using at the moment pivoted from lockdown really um and I'm following my passion more uh because I think with less time with homeschooling with 24 hours of non-stop no break um I think you're kind of nearly it's a, it's a great time and certainly has been my journey to kind of really go deep as to what am I doing in the world uh and I am really focusing on my therapy work and like I call myself a holistic life coach for the reason that the way I trained in my coaching was soul care training you know it's 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 and that's what that means really is it's like a narrative coach you know when someone comes to me it's reading between the lines finding the true story because you know usually it's one of one of the few things that we all have our, our wounds and you know around so that is what I do at my very essence I help Mostly women uh, in my in my coaching, it's women. But my, I mean, I do, I do see men for my you know Reiki and all that as well. Yep. Therapists, but coaching, I really laser focus on women and help them to where with where they are right now um, to just overcome obstacles. And I do that through my podcast as well. It's a, the Women's Empowerment Podcast. It's bite sized chunks of just inspiration to help us all to go from A to B, wherever that is. Okay, okay. And and your your writing um, the. Your, your published order for, for both adults and children. Tell me a little bit, the, the, the children's books look pretty interesting. Um, I know you do some tapping and, and stuff and, and encouraging. Tell, tell me a little bit about the children's, the children's books that you have. Yeah, you know, um, I wrote them in, I think it was seven years ago now at this stage. And because I just have this passion as well for um, giving a voice to those who don't have a voice. And um, as a child, you know, that's where that's when we start forming our beliefs from our perception of the world around us. And as a child myself, I, I was very, um, I wrote fairy tales. I was very fairy-like like that myself. I was very unconscious of a lot of things. I just skipped through my, you know, skipped through life and 
da-di-da-di-da. Not the best way to be, you know, I suppose not realizing there's a big bad world out there. And, you know, if you, if you grow up like that, very cocooned and very, you know, sheltered, um, it's, it's just a different, it's different from a child that actually can verbalize how they feel, understand, become resilient. If obstacles happen, you know, we, we have to get through our obstacles in life. No matter, even me as a coach, I'll always get, I'll still get obstacles. I have tools for them. So it's to give children this resource. I have a lot of free resources on, on an associated website as well, based around the books. It's just to help children to re, to verbalize how they feel and to give them tools that they need to, like as a mother myself, I can't, I, I don't want to cocoon my two boys. You know, they need to be able to understand how they feel and realize that they have, a, we always have a choice to change. And I think that we don't when we don't know when we can't verbalize these things. So that's how that all came about. Okay, and my fairy okay. tales are like they're mythological, so they have a story to tell. Okay, okay. Um, what 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 did you want to be when you were younger? What what did what was your ideal job or career or what what did you want to be when you grew up? That's I suppose what I'm asking. Yeah, and it's interesting you ask that actually, um, because after a 20-year legal career, I lost my job in the recession of 2009 obviously, but that was not a chosen career. Um, I wanted to do marketing in college. I just had a, you're not, I just had a, a real passion for, and I don't even know where that came from. It's not that, like I really had a huge, you know, a huge knowledge of what marketing was, but I just, yes, I wanted to do marketing and I didn't. Um, so yes, that's what I wanted to do. Plus I also had writing, you know, I, I remember Watership Down was a book that I absolutely loved. Um, and I formed a little club called the Hazel and Fibre Fiber Club, which are the names of the two rabbits in it. Uh, and I had a little club and I had a little language made up and everything. But I was the only member, obviously, of the club. So right. I kind of loved, I suppose, that creativity part as well. And maybe that's the marketing, actually, as I was speaking. OK, so what, what does success look like to you, Dolores? What does success look like to me? I think it's really um, it's being free to follow what I want to follow and not what I think I should be doing. Okay, okay. Um, is there anything that you're afraid of realizing about yourself? At this stage of my life, no. Um, I'm very open to learning. Um, I'm not because I've cracked open a lot of layers of the onion at this stage. Um, and they have been, some of them have been hard to handle, but at this stage, no, bring it on. <laughs> okay, okay. I just, I'll just throw that random question in there. I know, I love it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so if, if, if Dolores, age 15, is standing in front of you right now, what piece of advice would you give to her? Is that it's all, that to speak your, speak your mind and stand up for yourself and be assertive about it. Okay. Because I didn't do any of those things. All right. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Um, is there anything that, that you'd be afraid, um, if, if, if you weren't afraid to fail? Um, is there anything that, that you would do or if money wasn't an object or is there anything that, that you would just go, that's me, I really want to do that? Absolutely. Um, like I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a novel, um, but I just don't get time because I don't prioritise it, I suppose. If I had nothing else to do, I would be an author. I would be have my own office. I would just, you know, go into my little cave, my writing cave and write my heart out. Okay. okay. Is there anything about the book you can tell us at this stage or is it top secret or is it in no, early it's stages? Not, no, um, I actually started a new one because uh, I was entering a, a, a competition and it was for a romance novel. So my books there, there again are very much like I have another one as well written, but it's not published yet. So that's about that's about um, two women's it's an it's a heroine's journey, let's say as well. 
the new one I'm writing is um, it's a love story, but it's also about the, what we what we learn through relationships and what relationships mirror back to us. So like any good story, I guess there's a lesson to be learned in it. Um, and that's the way I love to that's the way I love to share, because when we read, we pick up um, we pick up what we need out of a book and it will trigger some people. But hopefully in a good way to realize that, oh, gosh, that sounds like me with a happy ending because somebody has the protagonist has to go through the change in order to get what yeah, she wants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very um, long winded. I'm sorry. No, no, it's absolutely, absolutely fine. The. Um, the question that I'm going to ask you next, um, is, I always have fun with, with this question. Um, you've been given a, a one-way ticket to a desert island and there's, uh, there's two other people you can bring with you. Who, who are they? As my son, as my 12-year-old son is in the room, if I, if, I, if I leave him out, well, I'll have to say I'll have to bring my two boys with me, but they probably won't yeah. want to come with me. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> First one-way ticket, no, no worries. And the um, the other thing, a favorite song. Is there a favorite song that, that you have, or a song that inspires you? Yes, from from years ago, ELO, "Hold On Tight to Your Dreams." I just love okay. that song, and I still do. Okay, the title of that kind of speaks for itself as well. It's, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, you couldn't make this up, could you? No, but well, well, look, if you want to sing, we've had people sing on the podcast as well. So you want to give a few verses of the? Maybe not. Bars. <laughs> no, no hassle. A no hassle. Pas à ton rêve. That's what they say, isn't it? A couche pois at ton rêve. That's oh, my little bit of French. That's a little bit of French. Song. Give, give us the English there. Give us the English translation of that. Put on tight to your dreams. That's beautiful. Beautiful. I was expecting, from Gaul, I was expecting a bit of Gaelga. Uh, well, I married a, a guy who speaks, um, who speaks Irish fluently, and I was very good at Irish at school. But once I met him, I gave up Irish because I just felt, um, I just didn't feel good enough. It's gas, isn't it? And I have two sons going to, um, uh, one is uh, doing his leaving search through Irish in a, in a, okay. and the other lad, the younger lad is in the grade school and I don't converse with Irish to them either. Okay. It was interesting. I was speaking with someone last week about, about Irish actually in the language and I suppose you could bring some of the work about dreams and aspirations and ambitions. If you think about the Irish language, you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of the kids in Ireland have grown up and ourselves, we've, we grew up with Irish from a very young age right through to, you know, um, 17, 18 years of age. And, we just we just forget it, um, you know, but we do it every day. And I, I think that, you know, some of the work that we do with our ambitions and dreams are the same. We have these dreams and ambitions when we're in school and when we're younger. And then the world, as you mentioned earlier, the world happens and we, mm. we you know, quite often we, we lose them. But it sounds like with the, with the work you're doing with with the coaching and the like, you're, you're very much tapping into that. And the passion is still there with the writing and the, you know, so it, it's great that, that that's that you're encouraging other people to do that as well. What what would you say to someone out there who has a book in them or who, you know, is thinking, you know, I, I want to I have a dream and I want to follow. It. What would you say to that person right now? What's the worst that could happen, you know? <laughs> Worst that will happen is that you'll you'll um what does Wayne Dyer say? There's um uh don't don't die with your song still inside you. You know, I mean, yeah. just get it out there. I mean, and like that, like I think we fear judgment, but when we when we fear judgment, we're actually giving our power away to somebody else. And that other person that we're giving our power away to, they have their own wounds. So you know, when you look at it like that, and and look at the person and ask the question, like if we're afraid of the judgment of, let's say. Uh, a boss I'm going to say that rather than a partner but like mm. do you really want to give your power away to that person and not write your book I don't think so okay so you don't do you fear judgment yourself or have you learned um, to, is that a tool you've yeah I mean and it did come up of course yes I I mean I started my novel and I think it was six years ago my first one and I definitely 
imposter syndrome crept in. I'm in a writing group now, though, and I would encourage people to do that. Like, I, I found my voice on that. Well, I, I have and I haven't. You know, I'm still kind of quiet, actually. I don't want to lie now, you know. But it's definitely the support of people that don't judge is something that has... I would not have entered that competition last Sunday. It's with Penguin in England, so it's a big competition, you know. Okay, There's going to be thousands. But it's, actually, it's the actual... It's the actual going through that process even. You know, I needed the support of the community behind me. When I had a silly question with two hours of the deadline, I had a community of people to ask rather than just giving up. And no one is going to judge. We're all supporting each other there. I think that's huge. Where where does fear and judgment come in, do you think? Like, you, you've written for children and, you know, how to follow your dream, how, you know, how to do these things and, and to be empowered. Where do you think it kicks in that all of a sudden we, we, we become afraid of judgment. Is there a point in, in life that you kind of, you know, something I've, I've been thinking about quite a lot myself lately is, is you know, what at what point do we think, no, I can't do that? Or is, is there a particular point? Well, actually, I work a lot with chakras as well in my work as a therapist. And like our chakras are, are, are basically, like it's like looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs as well. Like our first chakra starts to form the awareness around that when we're in the womb and also in the early stages of life. And it's about, it's about belonging, you know, and if we feel, if we perceived that we didn't fit in or belong, you know, and that's no judgment to mom or dad or whoever looked after us because we, it's how we perceived, you know, if we perceived we didn't um, get the love we needed or if we perceived we were going to be abandoned even, uh, which may have been just been because we were left in a crash, like a baby doesn't have the, you know, the emotional intelligence to realize that mom is going to come back, obviously, this grows and then we grow into the second chakra um, when we start to assert ourselves and go, oh, actually, I don't need mom and dad. I can actually, if I do this, I'll get their attention. I'll get what I want. And then we start moving into our power center, which is our, our stomach area. And this starts to happen at a very young age. And I think that's why I wrote my books is to, is, and my and my tools, my website is to stop those fears in their tracks or, or at least to be aware that the choice I make now even as a young child, that it actually has um, it has an influence on on everything. You know, okay. our thought uh, our, is our motivator, and our feelings around it, it motivates us. And those, I think, though, the question I know it there again. I do talk a lot. I'm sorry, but when you ask, when do they? I think our fears definitely start. Well, they do not. I think they they start to form at a very very young age, and how we perceive we belong in the world, and how our our safety and our the Maslow's hierarchy, the, the basic needs start at a very young age. Okay. I'm, I'm going to absolutely cripple you now with the next question. What's the meaning of life? <laughs> what, what do you think is the meaning of life? I think we're, we're here to evolve ourselves. Um, I know that's definitely been my journey, has been to find my voice. And here I am, you can't shut me up now in your podcast. But I just, I didn't have a voice for so long, but I didn't even know I could have. I didn't even know I didn't have one until, so I think evolution. For me is um you're ha- we're happier i'm happier now than i was probably 30 years ago because i'm you know i haven't got it all sorted yet but that, for me it's evolution okay so the journey it says about the journey, journey. the heroines okay. are the hero's journey and we're just coming up on time so i have one one last question for you you'd be delighted um who inspires you and why hmm i think um who inspires me and why? Yeah, I always find it very hard to, to answer that question because I think at different stages of my life, different people inspire me. I definitely will, will say now in, in my life, I'm very inspired by a teacher I have. 
um, because she's very inclusive and she just teaches in a way. I mean, I have been in a class where you kind of know the hierarchy and, you know, even the pets nearly in the class. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know? yeah. And you kind of feel there again, that brings up belonging, I suppose. But like, I just have a teacher now that I find her wonderful. No question is too silly. It's the same in the, the writing group. It's it's like, it's it's feeling that everyone belongs. I probably went off point again, sorry. No, not at all. It's um, and is is there? You mentioned the different stages. So the, the teacher. Um, is there is there anyone else or a favorite a quote or I know I said it was the last question, but it's, it's just something that fascinates and it's it's interesting to get the different perspectives from different people. Yeah, the, a quote that I, I I talk about a lot is um, the Leonard Cohen song. Cohen song. Um, There's a crack in everything, and that that's where the light gets in, because I think that that for me is the essence of the work I now do and help other people do and lots of coaches do with people. It's helping us to realize that when we get out of our head and stop, the light can get in or we can stop the mind clatter. That's where we get our inspiration and that's where we go. Oh, it's when we'll have our light bulb moments and it's when our life will just change in, okay. into um, where we want to go. Okay. Dolores, tell us where we can find you and a bit more about your work. I am rebranded under my own name. Um, I was um, I was running a less and I think I was very scattered all over the place. I'm just www.dolorisandrew.com. So that's my children's work, my podcast. Links to everything I do is at my website, my one-stop shop. <laughs> Excellent. Dolores, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, William, for having me. It was a pleasure. And that's it for another week. Thanks for joining us this morning and do join us next time on Be Your Best You. Have a good week.